0: You to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone. Right now, you're listening to Isabel Davis, Jesus, We Love You. You know, you'll find us at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday, praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. And on Wednesday, Bible study at 7 p.m. Sundays at 11.30 p.m. 99.5 FM or KKLA.com. We'll be right back after this worship. Come on and let the Lord bless you. Bless you, Jesus. I hope you feel that the way i do bless you jesus just to be in his presence and to tell him how much you appreciate him just to be here to tell him how much i love him in the sanctuary you know there's no place like the sanctuary you might feel a touch from him at home but there's no place like god's house you might feel good and, you know, and your prayer might go, but there is no place like his house. His house is called a house of prayer. It's dedicated for that purpose of, of praise and worship and, and, and uh, to magnify him above every and any thing. Mighty God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Certainly we thank and praise God again for his goodness. Thank you for joining the online service, listening. And, you know, if you're looking for a church home, we certainly have room for you. If you're looking for growth in ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. We're in the book of Genesis, you know, and I was listening to some, uh, I like listening to the word and listening to good teaching, and I noticed that that there are a few others that are also in the book of Genesis and you know i we like to say that that when we hear others teaching or preaching or picking up where we have left off or maybe at simultaneously teaching the same thing you know we know God is talking you know not that we did not know but we know he's talking you know uh, the gospel is not different All around the world, you go to this church and uh, they have a different message and you go to that church and, you know, around the corner and they have a different message. You go to the one down the street and they have a different message. No, he's he he's very specific. He knows what's needed for the people in in that audience. But the message will have a similar tone. It will have a similar tone. Ring to it. So again, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us and be blessed with us. We're in the book of Genesis, touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from the general to the particular, you know, and the three areas, the universe, earth and man, we're touching the creation and the principal person who is the cause of all things, the designing mind behind everything. And that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. It also tells us, and you'll find that in John. You'll find that in, in John, for those that, that need a point of reference, and I, I'm glad you you should always want a point of reference. It says the same was in the beginning with God; all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was and still is today the light of men. You know, uh, Proverbs tell us that that before any mountain or anything was created, that uh, he was there. And in that instance, he was talking about wisdom. So wisdom comes from God. The Bible tells us, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask God, who we'll give it to all men as according. And so if your heart desires to be wise, wisdom can go where money can't go. It can get you into and out of situations uh, that, you, that you find yourself desiring or desiring to be out of wisdom. Wisdom and the Bible tells us what all I get and get an understanding. And so we know we need wisdom. We need knowledge and we need an understanding of how to use what we have. And you can have all the right tools. But if you don't know how to use them then what purpose do they serve? Genesis, the fifth chapter, uh, it says, and it's a recap of the creation of men. And so uh, before we go there, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, how you have blessed us, how you have watched over us and kept us throughout this day and brought us back at this appointed time. Lord God, we just wanna honor you for who you are, what you've done, Lord God, and we just wanna worship you, Lord, in the beauty of holiness. We're not asking, Lord, for things. We're asking for our soul's salvation. We're asking to be found pleasing in your sight. We're asking Lord God that you would help us to walk before you and to be perfect as you told Abraham. We're asking Lord God that you would help us to to live according to your will and to teach us your ways. Your word says that if we would keep your statutes that we'll live in them. Lord God and so we ask these blessings. Upon those that are listening, those that will be listening later. We ask these blessings upon those that are that would be here and cannot for whatever and for the reasons. Lord God, those that are sick and in a bed, but later, Lord God, and are listening even this evening, ask that you would bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Revelation the fifth chapter. You have your Bible or devices turned there. You should always have your word handy uh, to to read along with what is going on, unless you're driving, you know, if you're at work. But if you're not, then you should have your word available. Uh, Especially in this day, we have electronic devices. So, you know, on my dual screens at work, I I do have a corner where the word of God may be up, where I can read and on break. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man in his likeness of God, may he him, male and female, created he them, and blessed them. They were blessed, it just as you are blessed. If didn't nobody tell you that you're blessed, I am telling you right now, you are blessed. And he called their name, he called their name, He called their name Adam in the day when they were created. It's interesting to to read and understand uh, uh, because the uh, the scripture here, uh, it says, And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his likeness, in his own likeness. And after his image, he called his name Seth he called his name Seth. And so it's interesting to to read and to note what Adam, how long he lived, as well as the son who is in his likeness. Now, you know, you have children or or maybe you, you have nieces, nephews, and you look at them and you see the resemblance of their parent or you see the resemblance of those that. Uh, look like them. You know, maybe it's an uncle uh, or someone, uh, another family, but it's within that DNA of the family that they resemble. And so Seth, in the likeness of his father, uh, was born. Now, the sons of Adam, now Adam had uh, and they, usually the male because the male is a, a head figure, not because he is. Um, so superior than the female, because the, the Bible plainly tells that he made both male and female. And he made her as a help me uh, for the man. And so as a help me, she had knowledge, she had skill. And she's not to be belittled as if she is nothing. She is an equal part because she is of his flesh. And so the woman's created, and so But yet, when we look at genealogy, we see that there is the genealogy of, and mostly it mentions the men. And so Adam's sons, uh, Enos, uh, meaning a mortal man, and Canaan, possessor or purchaser, Mahalia, uh, the shining on El, Enoch, dedicated, trained and disciplined, Jared, his descendants, Methuselah, a man of dart or death, Lamech, poor, made low, Uh, Noah, his name meaning rest or uh, tranquility. You know, you'll find some peace there. And he called his name, the 29th verse, I'm jumping down to the 29th verse, It says, and he called his name Noah saying, this saying shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of his hand because of the ground which the Lord had cursed. Now remember the Lord cursed the ground uh, for Adam's sake. He didn't curse the man, he cursed Adam. And neither should we curse another person. We should never curse anyone. We don't have a right to. Just like you don't have a hell to put no one in so you should not tell anyone go to hell that you don't have, you don't even know where it is. You, you couldn't even give them direction on how to get there. And, and so what right do you have to send or to suggest or to tell someone to go there? A matter of fact, hell is a place that, that you should not wish upon anyone because it was made for the devil and his angels. It was not made for, for man. It was made for the devil and his angels. And it's a place of torment, torture. And the only way you'll wind up there is if you choose. If you choose to go there. And you choose by not making a choice. Either you make a direct choice and saying, hey, you know, I wanna have nothing to do with that. And you stick with that. Or you say, I'm not gonna make a choice at all. And by not making a choice, you have chosen. It's just like being silent. When someone asks you something, you, know, you can say I didn't consent or not consent, but at the same time, you kept silent. And that can be transferred or translated in any kind of way, depending on the individual or the individuals that may be questioning. And, and so uh, the 30th verse says, and Lamech lived after he begot Noah. So Noah is the son of Lamech, 595 years and begot sons and daughters. Now all the days of Lamech was 777 years and he died. Uh-huh. Noah, uh huh. Noah was five hundred years old, and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now it's important to understand uh, the history, your family history, and so as um, as stated earlier, you know we're talking about uh, or taking a thought of tomorrow. Why tomorrow? And the reason I I mention that is because as we read through or have read about the lineage, the the men uh, from Adam, no one called upon the Lord until Seth was born. When Seth was born and Seth had a son, then men began to call upon the Lord. Why did they wait so late? Now tomorrow, as you know, simply means the day after today tomorrow. There are some of you uh, that have plans for tomorrow. It's not a guarantee. I make plans for tomorrow, but knowing that that as a young man uh, that tomorrow may not arrive. Uh, many are not going to see tomorrow. They have today. But And what you do today matters. Sometimes it is uh, for a good reason. That we put something off till tomorrow. Other times it is not. Uh, sometimes it's because we just don't feel like doing it. You know, I, I went to I was gonna lead a bass guitar. I played a bass guitar at, at services, you know, I like playing, and and so when I went to a revival service to hear my brothers and sisters speak, and I took my bass guitar. I was not the speaker, but I wanted to participate in the service, so I took my bass guitar to play. And so when I came back home, I was going to leave it in the trunk until tomorrow. I didn't want to be bothered with it. And then I thought about the fact that if I leave it there, you know, um, weather conditions, cold, hot, um, depending on where you are, it has a, it impacts the bass strings, just like it does on a a baby grand or grand piano, the strings and different things, because a, a guitar is a small form of a harp. And so I went and got my base out the trunk and I got the computer out the trunk and because my laptop, because I did not want to wait, you know, now that I thought about it, it wasn't going to be a good idea for me to wait until tomorrow. The late Dr. H.L. Bostick took a topic and exhorted you will do what's important to you. And I don't think any one of us can argue against that because we do. We do what is important to us. It doesn't matter if it's good, if it's something good for us, you know, if it's important to us, we'll do it. If it's something bad, I've experienced that too, Uh, you know, we'll do that. Uh, if If it's something ugly, you know, some of us have done some ugly things because it was important to us. Even it may not have made sense. I didn't say it was reasonable. I did not say that it made any sense to anybody. I said it was important to us, whether that foolishness was important to us in that moment. But thank God for deliverance and the practice of common sense and spiritual sensitivity today. Thank God for that and for yesterday and the days prior to that. And looking forward to practice good uh, common sense as well as spiritual sensitivity moving forward. And I pray that you are too. Your family history contains important information. And we read the names of those that was part of Adam's family history. And and your family history contains important information about you and your siblings. Whether you're talking to them or not, it's still important information to have. You need to understand when you go to the doctor and you should go, gentlemen, you should go, you should get a physical, find out what, what is and what is not wrong with you, you know, so that you you know what to pray about. Uh, and so uh, the doctor asks you uh, about your family history. They ask you what physically, they ask you about mental conditions and emotional challenges. And, and sometimes we feel that they're invading our privacy, but they're asking for a reason. And, and you can't deny this. Now I've grown up in, and have been in, I've been in church uh, a, a few years now. you know I, I count them a few years. it may be many to others, but uh, but listen, there's an important reason for asking about your health, asking about your mental and physical uh, because you carry the DNA of your parents. And so there is something about you. That you have inherited, and you cannot deny that you didn't hear it, inherit anything. We inherit attitudes, (laughs) uh, some of us uh, inherit, you know, anger, you know, and different things that, uh, that have to be worked or had to be worked on. And we look through the history and find out that there was something or someone in our family that was similar. I was at the home going of my dad, and you know, we had uh, after his, his burial, we were at the repast, we were all sitting down eating, and I wanted some chicken wings, and I wanted some cake, yes, on the same plate. And while I was in line, I've always enjoyed that, I still enjoy it today. And I don't know, I thought it was just me. And while I was in, in standing in line to be served, um, my auntie, my auntie said, "Hey nephew," she said, "While you're there, can you get me some wings and cake?" And I I did just that, and I brought it to, her, to the table, and I sat down next to her, and she said, "This is the best meal that there is, wings and cake." I wanted to fall out my chair because it identified that craving and what I liked so much was in, that was in my auntie, you know? And so we pick up things that there's someone in your family you may not have never met them or you have and just did not realize it until it was exposed. And I found out where that craving come from and, and who had that, it was in my aunt Boo. Now it doesn't mean that God cannot keep you from certain things that may be in your DNA, you know, sickness uh, that that may have that may have been on your your mother's side, but it wasn't on your father's side, uh, you know. But you still need to know uh, something about the history if you're able to do that. It doesn't mean you're going to inherit. God knows how to keep you from inheriting those things. And so you don't have to and may not inherit any of those sicknesses or patterns of your parents' DNA. But it's good to know. It's good to know your history if you're able to get that information. Now, some like playing the I don't I'm not claiming a game. I ain't claiming that. I know a sister that says she's not claiming a high blood pressure or she's not claiming. And I know her family very well. My family has had heart trouble I, just about all the nieces and nephews and and everyone have, have have experienced some type of and dad and i knew them have experienced some type of health issues mental um and anyway and so this is to said well i'm not claiming any of that how do we say we're not claiming something and we don't even want to talk about it and and, and what you said you're not claiming that you're yet your medicine or some type of medication. Well, obviously there's something going on with you that needs to be controlled. And some of our conditions is because we allowed ourselves to get loose, not foot loose, just unhealthy, you know, and we'll just call that foot loose. We just got foot loose and fancy and we just thought we could eat anything, drink anything and, and you know, and, and ingest anything and it's gonna be all right, only to find out that after a while it takes a toll. You know, where it may have been, uh, you know, uh, ten years ago, uh, losing the few pounds that, that I've lost was not as challenging. But today uh, I have to run harder and, you know, I have to be more consistent in what I'm doing. I have to be very careful to lose that same amount of weight that I lost then and in, in order to maintain it. And so in, in maintaining it, uh, I got to be very careful so that, you know, Of course, we don't want, you don't want that to come back. And so it's a a harder work as you get, as you become mature, as you mature in this life. I heard a gentleman on the radio, and I was really impressed by what he was talking about. It was very interesting. And so this gentleman on the radio, he was very compassionate and concerned about the crimes of his ancestors. And as he peeled back the layers, he learned that his family tree was not just one, but it was two. Because his parents were, had been slave, ancestors, excuse me, ancestors had been slave owners. And it was something that was not talked about. And as he began to research his family history, he found out that the tree was not all uh, Anglo-Saxon, it was not all white. But there's two family trees, the family tree of blacks, and so he, as he, his family members didn't want to talk about it, and they became upset with him, and they began to ha- give him problems. But yet he still completed his task of the research to find out that my family is mixed, and therefore his family is broadened and, and expanded, and, and you know, and and so there are some things that people that, that don't want to know, but you need to know. And understand something about your family history. And please, when you learn something about them, don't be don't hold, don't hold what they are not or what you think they should be against them. Sin has wracked all of us. Sin wrecked all of us. Sin has messed us up. And so because your great-grandparents, mother, father, aunties, uncles did it or carried don't mean that you have to. And this is what this gentleman was getting to. What you do need to understand is why you are, where you are today, and why you're feeling a certain way. And you need to understand that. You need to understand what's going on within your body so that you can control it and you are able to control what is going on with you. Oh, bless your Lord Jesus. The Bible talks to us about a good fight. Having a good fight. Paul told Timothy, he said, but thou, o man of God, flee these things. See, So he's talking to him, you, you're going to have to run from some things. You're going to have to get away from some things, push some things away from you. And he said, follow after righteousness. So there's some instruction there. What are we going to follow after righteousness and godliness? faith and love whereunto thou have been called you've been called to do this and has professed a good profession before many witnesses fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life that's what he was telling him be consistent you don't have to be like everyone else you don't have to be like anyone else but be consistent in doing what is right what is right righteousness godliness being faithful unto the lord lay hold or uh, be have patience meekness with others and do what a fight this fight it is a fight you're fighting against what that dna you're fighting against what bad character you're fighting against what you was what you was raised at it as a child that you saw and it seemed okay to, to, to have that it doesn't matter who you are you could be yellow, red, black, white, brown, whatever uh, you know however you was raised you want to extinguish whatever is not right. Jesus confronted the ancestral issues and the people of his day. Uh, John 8, 37 and 37, 38 says, I know that ye are the seeds of Abraham, but ye seek to kill me. You're seeking to do what's wrong. You're seeking to take me out because my word have no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen of your fathers." See? So there's something that we have to make sure that we understand. We have to understand why, why certain cravings we have. We have to understand why there's a certain, way, a certain way of thinking that we have. We have to understand those things because it makes a difference. We should properly and gracefully, not dogmatically, without prejudice, without hostility, but wisely confront the issues of the past, present and future beginning with ourselves. It starts with us. Now, as a parent, I've seen actions of my adult children. I've seen things that they did when they was younger, things that they did in their teens. And I was able to identify that's me. Uh ooh, I did that. Yeah, I saw them do some things that was identical to what I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I saw my. And then there was. Uh, sometime I laughed at what they did because it was funny. I did that. Wasn't harmful to anything, but I saw them some some harmful things too. That oh no no you can't do that. Yeah. There are some other instances that I've looked at them and said, Nope, that's not me. (laughs) That was the (laughs) maternal side, that that wasn't me. That was their their mom, that that wasn't me, that's from that side of the family. And it was clear, it was clearly identified, but you see some things. Listen, you might say, well, I'm not like them, then you look in the mirror, you know, my son said, "Well, I know what I'm going to look like when I get older because I can just look at you. You see yourself, and they see you." My my daughters, uh, my daughter told me one day that she was they were getting their hair done, and the um, uh, the the hair person, beautician, uh, was washing their hair, and as they pulled pull back her, their hair, they said, "Wow, if if you." If you were without here, I see. I see your dad's resemblance. I see him, and so and yes, they're 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 beautiful women, and so um, <laughs> you know, there's a little joke there because I had my daughter was engaged, a young man that she was engaged to, um, and he passed, but they were engaged. And one day I told him, as a father, we we were talking, and I said, so you like my daughter? I said, you know, my daughter uh, favors me quite a bit. I said, in her resemblance, I said, you know, when you kiss her, I said, "Um, yeah, don't act like your children don't. mm -hmm. When you kiss her, I I want you to know that, that she looks like me. Oh, he died laughing. He just, he just could, he was all over the floor when when I painted that picture for him, that that's my DNA. You know, if you tell her she looked good, I'm taking it personally that I look good too. And, and so we laughed about that and God rest his soul. And, you know, the last I saw that young man, he had just was baptized and had committed his life unto the Lord and repented of sin and that, He went home that night and that was it. He was gone. We need to understand history, family history. Adam and Eve's sons and daughter knew the family tree. They understood their history. Now you may not know everything. Maybe you don't wanna know the history. And I, I respect that. There are a lot of reasons, and that, that's you know, and then, uh, that you may not want to get in uh, get into that area. But when something happens, when something appears in your flesh, emotions or mental, whether it's good or bad, it is worth questioning where did that come from, because you're you're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to deal with it. How is it that no one called upon the name of the Lord until Seth's son Enos was born that men began to call upon the name of the Lord? Now, I I am grateful today, and and I hope you are as grateful as I am that you are calling upon the Lord and that you will call upon him because you don't know uh, where someone has stopped at. And here you are today like, Enos calling upon the name of the Lord. The Lord was present all that time. He was accessible. We know He was accessible because they talked about Him. But it doesn't mention anything about them worshiping Him. We we read, read about the history and we read that you know Enos and Canaan and and. Enoch and Jared and Methuselah and Lamech and, and no, Who called upon the Lord prior to Seth being born? Who called? They did not call upon the Lord until then. You're the changer. You right now, you're the game changer because you can teach your children to call upon the Lord. You don't have to teach, you don't have to be on me needs, praying a long time, but to acknowledge God and to understand who he is, that he is sovereign, that he is creator. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and that he deserves to be honored and worshiped and praised and, and, and acknowledged for who he is. They did not acknowledge him for who he was. Enos, that man began to call upon the name of the Lord. The Lord was present, he was accessible, they talked about him, but they didn't reference him as God, as they could have, as they should have. Genesis 4, 23, it says, And Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Zillah, and these were some wise women, uh, according to their names. They were smart. They were intelligent. They were skillful. And he said, Hear my voice, you wise of Lamech. Hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man." So he's been in a fight. The young man heard him, you know, and he said, and he said, if Cain should be avenged, sevenfold, truly Lamech, 70 and sevenfold. So he understood something about his family history, that his ancestor and what God had did for him, that the Lord had mercy on him. That he would also have mercy. You know, today people walk around and they talk about the Lord. Ain't he good? You know, and TV shows, you ain't he good? You know, and, you know, and that type of cliche. Won't he do it? You know, they picked up words off of songs that they've heard, you know, or that's God. That's God, you know. And, and so there's a lot of cliches and the quoting of scriptures are endless. But what about the relationship? Do you worship him? Lamech, quoted. Matt <laughs> L- Lamech said God uh avenge uh Kay, but and he's gonna do more for me. People quote the scriptures endlessly, but they don't talk about the relationship being nurtured, the sacrifice of praise, the integrity of the of a consecrated life unto Lord and Savior. What about your soul salvation some of the things people are quoting are contingent upon the preceding verse oh the god's gonna bless me he's gonna make me the head and not the tail but they didn't continue to read on to the next verses where it talked about if you don't obey what god has said loving the lord with your whole heart mind body and soul you know that he means that giving it your all and that's not laborious it just means living a consecrated life. Be holy because I'm holy. Be like me. The Bible said if you don't do that, then those things that you read before, as far as blessings and having the fruitfulness of the land and all of that kind of stuff, is not going to happen. The Bible doesn't say that God endorsed Lamech's statement, it doesn't say that. And if the scripture has prerequisite, he's not going to endorse any of our statements i don't care how we quote scriptures and claim a blessing upon ourselves if there is a prerequisite to that we need to pay attention to it we cannot ignore the prerequisites of what god is saying not your family but you it lies upon you because the bible tells us that Uh, The day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Today you hear my voice. Today we're hearing his voice. And so we should not harden our hearts, but take uh, his advice, take the word of God and apply it to our lives. Psalms 138 and 2 says, I will worship toward thy holy temple. Am I worshiping toward his holy temple tonight? Those that have tuned in, those that are listening, your hearts are here. And you're worshiping toward the temple right now. there was a day they didn't have social media or anything, but Solomon had prayed a prayer and said, Lord, if if the people are taken captive, if there are if they are in a different place and they cannot make it to the temple. But if they turn and look toward your house. If they turn and face where the temple is at and pray unto you, hear their prayer and forgive their sins. Bless you, Jesus. You know, all through the teaching of the word, I'm talking about the sermon or the teaching or the exhortation. That's a time that we can fine tune ourselves that, Lord, if I've been out your will, I want to apologize. And and I'm not apologizing to go back out and do what I did over again. But but Lord, I want to get it right with you. I want to be right in your eyes. Help me to be right. I will worship toward the holy temple, and I'm gonna put forth my best effort. And I'm gonna praise thy name, and I'm gonna praise you for this reason, for thy loving kindness. We read about the genealogy of of Adam, but we don't read about them saying, I'm gonna worship you, Lord. They didn't have a temple built, but they knew how to worship because Abel brought a sacrifice unto the Lord. He brought a, a tithing unto the Lord and the Lord blessed him. And when Cain brought one, he he brought something that was not acceptable and the Lord rejected it. Told him to go back, do it over again and I'll receive it. But instead he got an attitude. And praise thy name for thy loving kindness. Lord, I'm praising you. As we started out the service, we talked about loving Jesus. That's what we talked about. At least that was the song that was being played. We played a song of worship unto the Lord. Jesus, we love you and we do, I do, I do. And I and I, I pray that you've, to, and, and hope, if you haven't told him that today because you, you've been so uh, preoccupied, you ought to tell him right now how much you love him. You ought to tell him just how much you appreciate him. It doesn't matter what condition you're in. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've been doing. He already knows where you've been and what you've been doing. <laughs> But we can tell him how much we love him, how much we appreciate him. Lord, thank you for the breath that you put in his body, because if you didn't put the breath in his body, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to function. i would be gasping. or I would just exit out of here without even without me even telling you that I love you before I stood in your presence so that you would know in advance how much I love you. You know, we should sing a song. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh how I love Jesus, because He first loved me. That should still be ringing in our hearts. It may not have a melody, but just the words, "Lord, I love you." Lord, I love you enough, you know that I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to treat my my family right, my wife right, my my girlfriend right, my my children right. I'm going to treat others right because I love you, and I know that you love me first. Even while we were yet sinned, God commended his love unto us. And so the, the psalmist said, I will worship toward thy holy temple and I will praise thy name for thy loving kindness. And he says, I'm gonna praise you for your truth. Your truth is important to me. For thou hast magnified Thy word above all thy name. So it doesn't matter how much you say Jesus, Mm Mm-hmm, name given among uh, among men whereby we must be saved, Jesus, that's the name. His word is magnified above his name. He said heaven and earth will pass away, but his name will, his word will not. Now understand something, the name of Jesus is gonna be done away with. And the Bible teaches this, the Bible says this. But his word will never expire. Now, I'll leave that alone for another day. But will this be your continual commitment? Or will it have to wait if the Lord tarry until you have a child and that child learn of the Lord and call upon him? Let's not be like those people. The Bible has given us those examples so that we know what we should do and what we should not do. It wasn't until Seth had a son, Enos, that men began to call upon the Lord, and they knew of God, they knew of him, but yet they did not worship him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you, Lord God, for blessing us this evening, giving us an opportunity to talk about your goodness and your grace. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for who you are to us, You're sovereign and we love you. We want you to know that we love you. We want you to know that we honor you, Lord God, not for things, but we honor you because of you and who you are. It is you that made us and not we ourselves. Lord God, we are the sheep of your pasture. Lord God, and so we thank you, Lord, for your kindness. We thank you for your love. Lord God, and we we just want to uh, reciprocate, Lord God, and show you in return how much we love you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we ask that you'll continue to watch over and keep us, Lord God, and as we call upon your name today, Lord God, our ancestors have gone to sleep. We don't know their history of all what they did, but we know what we can do, and that is to call upon you and to bless your name. Lord God, we thank you right now. And we ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed. Continue to pray for us as I am praying for you. Uh, One of the things that that we're excited about is uh, our ministerial, our leadership conference is coming up in October. If you're in the Riverside, Los Angeles County area, we'll be meeting. In the city of Monrovia for our leadership conference on October 6th, 7th, and 9th. 9th is our ordination service where those that are going to be ordained, uh, deacons and elders, uh, that's going to occur on that day. If you're in the area, please stay tuned and join in with us. We'll we'll have that posted uh, on our website, ConnectingTruth.org. And also excited about the fact that the Lord has blessed uh, our, our publication, the uh, lions and barbed wire and this book is divinely inspired and helpful for a daily living to avoid barbs and entertain and entanglements and, and so it's an easy read and, and so it will uh, be on the shelves and as well as digital downloads coming up uh october i'm very excited about that because the lord bless that and i, I do emphasize the fact that it was divinely inspired And it it means a lot. Uh, And so uh, solicit your prayers. Let's be faithful unto the Lord and continue to be blessed in Jesus name.
1: Amen.